Welcome to Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here Love. Here we are in the here and now under Miraji's cosmic blanket in his heart of hearts where behind the melodrama we see we are not separate from this universe, from any universe, from all timelines, from every level, and the infinite being that we are. As Miraji said, subek, it's all one. And uh, today's episode is a very pertinent topic. Uh, we're going to talk about social media and spiritual awakening. So first, I should introduce my guest host, who's been on the show before. So say hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. All right, that's a pretty lame joke. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what do you expect with Ryan as a guest host? <laughs> of course, of course, you're going to get the lamest joke ever. So just, <laughs> listeners, get out. ready for some lame jokes. Get ready for, like, old school Charlie Chaplin jokes in audio <laughs> form. So, and I like Charlie Chaplin, too. Anywho. Anywho. All right, so I'll start us off. Now, social media, uh, in the sense of awakening, it seems to, in the detrimental effect, be a kind of external ego, an ego that you present to uh, the public, to your friends, or Facebook friends, at least not, maybe not real friends, but Facebook friends. You present it out there as this is a public, persona an external ego identity now there's nothing necessarily detrimental about that but it seems that in the course of feeding and building this external ego it reinforces the person's internal ego who they think they are and the relation of them to the external ego and the internal ego seems to be this uh, process of, of just constantly reinforcing the delusion of the separate self. So they'll go on and they'll build the external ego and based on the reactions they get in the pellet system that social media is built around, likes and reactions, you numbers and so on, and how they uh, get money from it and uh, customers if you're in a business, whatever, that, when taken on that level, can really just keep reinforcing this sense of separate self. And it seems to me that for a lot of people, uh, it does that. And that's just one element of the, I mean, there's this movie about social media that goes into the pellet system and how it can be a, an addiction and all kinds of, uh, the relation of it to brain chemistry and all like dopamine, you, you get a dopamine rush when you get a like or a reaction and all sorts of things. But I, we're relating it to the ego now. But I, there can be, though, a social media yoga, I feel. I feel that if, first of all, you're already on the path of awakening, I mean, that needs to be a prerequisite. You're starting to see that you are not who you think you are. That there's something more than the ego, something more than body identification, personality, 
there's some higher levels, call it soul, call it oneness, call it whatever. Um, so if you're already, if that seed's been planted, then you could go and look, see social media as a yoga. So when you present this public persona, you could do it in a way that it, you're conscious of what you're putting out there in the terms of how it will affect you karmically of how it will present whatever you need to present. And you could, like Buddha says, write speech. It would apply to this. So Buddha would say, be mindful of your speech. Really be aware of what you're saying. Well, that could be applied to the speech of social media. And that's just one example. And Ryan will come in soon. Um, and then you got the news feed when you scroll. And it could become this mindless scrolling one thing to another. Watch this video for five minutes. Watch this video for a minute. Next thing. Oh, I'm upset about Trump. Oh, I'm happy about this picture of a flower. Oh, someone posted a picture of their kids. Aren't they cute? Whoa, look, there's this hot girl. She has cleavage. On and on and on and on. Now, if you simply do one specific thing, witness the mind react. Slow down the scrolling. And witness the mind react to all the different whatever. And you're slowing it down. You're breathing with it. You're staying in the moment. The mind's reactions through this practice, you'll extricate yourself from it and start to see that it's all just Ram. It's all God. It's all one. Even social media, every post, what is everybody what is everybody posting about from a spiritual perspective? Ram, what's the next post about? Ram, what's the next post about? Ram, what do you say? What are the comments to Ram? Ram, Ram, Ram. What are the reactions to Ram? Ram, Ram, Ram. What's that video about Ram? What you know? So I thought that was a great place to get us started on. Ryan, I give you a lot to work with. Thank you. Uh, beautiful pointers. You know, it's interesting. I realized for myself that my social media accounts were a beautiful mirror of my mind. Um, or it can be a great mirror of the mind. Um, of what, what am I thinking about? What am I concerned with? What are my priorities? You know, it's funny. I even noticed, like, Facebook has these algorithms that follows what you do on the Internet. And then it plugs in advertisements uh, based on what you've been looking at. So I've been seeing advertisements of uh, malas and stuff from the Be Here Now store with Ram Das. I've seen meditation workshops and um, all this like beautiful spiritual stuff. So Facebook sees that I'm consistently always contemplating spirit. And so interestingly, like even looking at what advertisements are you getting on your Facebook, it will show you, it will reflect to you what you're doing um, outside of Facebook, but you know, so what's on your mind? What are you looking at? What are you thinking about? What are you watching? It, it follows that. And it's, so it's a great mirror. And in the same way, um, I'm also, you know, I feel there's so much potential to make social media into spiritual practice, a very valuable, very powerful spiritual practice, because, you know, there's a lot of ego. There's a ton of ego on Facebook. And it's such a great practice to be able to interact with somebody operating in ego or in reactivity and focus on ourselves being compassionate, forgiving, patient, non-reactive. 
that you know you have it's like we just in a way all the ego is actually like having a wonderful school in front of us <laughs> of of teachers that are going to try and awaken bits of our own ego uh, about opinions on politics or or conspiracies or x y and z and so that too is really interesting and you know, i think it's important to say don't feel guilty about putting up your social media boundaries um do it just do it i i you know i follow i'm pretty open-minded about following people but usually i don't friend them until i've had some kind of interaction or conversation with them i know where they're coming from um i don't really accept random people uh friend requests and so that's important and also like if you see friends that are just kind of for me personally i don't really like following people that are always complaining or just talking in negativity and conspiracy uh so oftentimes if i see or really like extreme violence to stuff you know these ex violent videos and stuff if, or politics too much into politics for me personally is a boundary so when i see too much of something that i just don't resonate with then i just unfollow them we could still be friends but i unfollow them so it clears it you do that enough and you really clear out what you're seeing on your feed uh in a beautiful way so now you're consciously seeing what you want to see versus all of this you know heavy ego stuff um and that in and of itself is great practice because that's what we have to do for ourselves, right? We have to constantly watch ourselves. Feed, you know, you hear the, the the old saying, feed the good wolf, right? Not the bad wolf. So, like, we have to constantly discern ourselves what is of ego and what is of presence and consciousness. And so, the, and so the social media is kind of like a great physical mirror for that inner practice we have to do constantly as well. Well... Uh, I relate a lot with that. It makes me uh, think of Ramakrishna. Now, Ramakrishna says, before you're totally awakened and enlightened, but you're you're going towards that, it's like you, you have to protect yourself by, uh, at a certain stage, you surround yourself with spiritually inclined people as much as possible, and you avoid worldly people. That's how he puts it in the 1800s. Now, what you just said exactly seems to relate with what Ramakrishna said. And that's like you, uh, you follow the people that are more inclined towards spirit and you uh, ones that are more inclined towards ego and getting lost in ego or whatever it is, that's the ones you don't follow, but you can still be friends with them so they could see your stuff or whatever it is. And I'd like to speak to, like, as you spoke to your experience in social media, Facebook. Well, I, I use Facebook as well. There's other outlets, as we know. Um, uh, I sort of fell into this spiritual advising thing. Now, if you're a listener of Under the Blanket, you're probably aware that I'm <laughs> Baba Here Love, which immediately turns people off because, not everybody, people, because they're like, Baba Here Love, Baba Holy Man? Love, he's equating himself with love, you know, and all that, and then, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think that is not who I am. This is just uh, something I'm presenting uh, as a counterculture where I create culture. We got these cultural engineers that put out, you know, back in the day, TV, it was all just these companies putting out brainwashing. Now, through social media, we can create culture. So I want to create a counterculture conscious element that I'm putting out in there through Baba here, love, 
you know, and I fell into this spiritual advising thing where uh, I, I, I do it as a saver where I speak to people on the video, on the audio, on texting about their most difficult problems, death, about uh, depression. You know, I, I guess you could call it a kind of spiritual therapist. And I advise them about their meditation. Like there's this one woman, maybe she's listening now. She lost a child who fell out of the tree. And I was able to, for some reason, what I was presenting helped her my book and talking to her. And we became like a friendship thing going where we message each other once in a while. And that's an example of one of my, I, you know, what do I call it? Clients, students, friends. I'm very unprofessional. I blur the lines. I just, I'm doing a seva, like Hanuman says to Ram. Uh, he says, monkey, who are you? And we could probably finish this, right? Ram says to the Hanuman, monkey, who are you? So what, is, what does Hanuman say back? Oh, gladly. Um, monkey, who are you? When I don't know who I am, I serve you. Uh, when I know who I am, I am you. Yeah, so when I when I'm sur I'm using that social media as that when I don't know that I'm one, um, I'm using it as a practice, a seva to serve Ram. I'm aware there is Ram, but I'm not quite getting that I'm Ram. So I'm serving Ram, who's the, this woman I'm helping, or another one of my people are uh, posting something to help, and it's all just helping Ram. And then I have my moments where I do remember I am Ram. And then it's just it's it's just a given because it's all one. So, of course, you're going to be serving yourself, you know, so that's important. And then the greatest service, they say, is to remember God. Uh, Neem Kuro Baba said that. So anyway, I fell into this spiritual advising thing and it's been great. And I put out all this conscious kind of content and I try to do conscious politics. I have a spiritual communist party where it's communist and it's leftist but it's not marxist it's had that conscious element it's a progressive and spiritual element it's not like throwing people into the gulags or whatever anything like that and and uh you know i try to be conscious when i scroll through my news feed so all that kind of stuff you know yep yeah and that's a good that's another good way to use social media as a powerful tool is community um, looking for communities. I've been really active in communities lately and Facebook, but also virtual reality and uh, kind of helping build my own communities as well. Community is so powerful. And actually, um, Thich Nhat Hanh has a has a quote. Sorry for the doggies. They don't know about podcasts. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the Buddha said that the next Buddha to come into the world will not be individual it will be a community and so i believe that's a really beautiful part of social media is is we can finally start to build communities where we find people that we resonate with and we honor our own path too that's really important honor your own path you trust your own discernment and find other beautiful loving people and it will only get better and better then you find you know seek wisdom you know i I don't you know you can seek money if you want but you're going to find that if you see if you if you put your priorities for for groups and communities and stuff into being an entrepreneur then that's what you're going to find but for me personally i put um 
spiritual uh, evolution, I guess, of myself, growth, um, learning, awakening. And, and that's what I get back. And it's it's beautiful. And I, like I've met so many awesome people, including you, Baba. What? And it to grow. And I, I'm very, I mean, it's such a great, powerful tool if we use it right. So I'm really grateful for it. Yeah. You, I See, I, Ryan, we go way back on the social media connection. And I, like you brought up community. Um, I, I've tried communities before COVID around my area and never felt like I fit in. I do meet conscious people in my uh, acquaintances and so on. Uh, and just, I could tell they're, you know, cause that's the thing is I don't like to measure people's consciousness because it's all wrong. So what am I going to go there? That person's more conscious. This person. No, I just, well, that's a good point. That's a good thing to talk about too. Yeah. But I did want to go into that satsang is spiritual community. So mm. Even though I go around uh, and see people, you know, lately with the mask and social distancing, and I'm looking at them when I'm conscious, they're all wrong. I'm I'm grounding in that level where it's one, and I'm not measuring what conscious level they're on. It's just they're at the ultimate level. I'm looking through the veil, seeing the ROM in them and serving that, and, and that's because I have touched that place inside me. But it is helpful, I've found, to have a kind of spiritual community of people that are working on themselves, that are working about this, that kind of speak the same spiritual language, so to speak, that kind of like you talk about the things we're talking about here. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I, I get that. Oh, yeah. And you'll feel like a loving vibe. I think vibes like, yeah, you see it all as God, but you want to differentiate between vibes. You don't want to just walk down the street. It's all God. I think I'll jump in front of the Mack truck. You know, keep it together on all levels. So I, Ryan, I've been so blessed to have found a satsang, a spiritual community online, especially connecting with devotees of the Blanket Guru, Maharaji Neem Karol Baba. I've met so many amazing, like Jagadesh. You know Jagadesh? Adam? uh, um, Saraswati? All these people that are devotees of Miraji and other people that are into Eckhart Tolle or meditation. I've met new agey people like Ashley. She's a new agey person, but she's conscious. She's not falling down the traps of that as much. All kinds of people that I just vibe with and have these con- phone, long phone calls, long conversations, and like tech messaging and sharing our 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 feed and they share your stuff and react to mine and you know yeah it's a beautiful thing also what i've been involved in lately is i mean facebook is great it's a bit limited though compared to like what you're talking about which is more active sangha of like phone calls Uh, i'm a big fan of video conferencing video talks like zoom and stuff and like skype and things because there's just even more of an ability to recognize each other's presence and to be present for each other. Um, whereas on Facebook, it's like, you know, you, you say hey to someone, but they're not there in that moment, hours later or days later. Yeah, and, good point. Yeah, so there's something really powerful about live connection, whether that's like through Zoom or through live. Even Even on Facebook, you can do live stuff, but you can't see everybody. They can only comment, which isn't as good. But 
Um, I think that's also where the direction of where how we need to use social media is creating more live interactive experience through video chats and stuff. Um, I have to attend one of yours again because I remember one twice I think I attended your Zoom meetings and I, I really found them really wonderful. I, actually, at one point, I, I just I was actually I'm going to be honest, I was taking a psychedelic trip and I had to turn it off because I was just getting really uh, <laughs> in the I void of nothing. <laughs> and I was not starting to pay attention. I couldn't look at my phone. I had to look at the grass and the sky and so on. So anyway, uh, TMI out there for people that are against that. But anyway, uh, in Buddhism, they say take refuge, right? In the Sangha, right? Yeah. And, and since you mentioned that, I'll just send that invite to everyone listening. Um, if you more, I do have some sanghas going uh, on Zoom and stuff. If you go to presenceprojects.com, all the links to the Zooms, the free meditations and the Zooms and all this work I do is on there. Um, love to have you join us and love to see you again, Baba, on there. It's Brian, a beautiful- uh, make sure you send me that link when we're done and I'll put it in the description. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. You know, this is part. This is the modern era. So when Buddha said, take refuge in the Sangha, what are we going to do? Only go to the local temple and church or have a little meditation group and that's it? Exactly. He, he was saying he didn't necessarily mean a physical community where you see the people. And then look, we're in this age of COVID where it's literally dangerous to gather with a group of people, even though people are still doing that. So we're kind of forced to embrace on some level this online sangha. You know what I mean? Hey, man. I'm going to do my little part. That's all I can do. Yeah. So, you know, this has been beautiful. I just, um, but I want to go into, you know, I went into all Baba here, love. I'm doing save. I'm seeing it all as Ram. We're tooting my own horn. You know, spiritual <laughs> masturbation. Come and come and come in on myself. But listen, I do get lost in ego. And anyone that follows me on social media, I am so honest about when I mess up with my sexuality, I get hornballish. And I'll talk about that and how I relate to my spirituality. I'll talk about when I get angry at someone and have to let it go. In fact, I've gotten a lot of problems as well. With all this positive stuff, I'm also going to go into my hangups. I have had issues with politics and uh, confronting people on the right side, of, the right wing side of politics, Trumpers, and people into super QAnon conspiracy theories in the New Age community and anti-science people that are, say, anti-vaccine or think the earth is flat or chemtrails, all this stuff, I find myself just wanting to comment on it. And then all of a sudden, I'll just totally forget about it being Rom. I'll get worked up. And next thing you know, there's a comment of me calling someone a moron. (laughs) And I'll look back and I'll say, Kali, you got me again. You convinced me you were this person believing in chemtrails or Trump. And then I'll I'll catch myself doing it, and then I'll go like a week without doing it again. Oh, I'm ne- and I swear to myself, Ryan, I'm never gonna do it again. But then you go, I see one post where they say, you know, black. Uh, what, there's no white privilege. Next thing you know, I'm 
I'm literally calling them a honky. I mean, oh. and yes, I find it well, funny to call someone honky cracker, Mr. Charlie. But, you know, there's it, a better way to do kind. it, right? <laughs> is it kind, though? I think it's funny, though. It's got a honky. Well, if they can Mr. laugh at Charlie. themselves. If they can laugh at themselves, of course. But the problem is when somebody's in an unconscious state, they don't they don't get that they're in that. And so that's where, you know, we have to be careful and be kind to unconsciousness because it only feeds it, really. Yes, you're right. I, I'm Hard working to... on it every day with that. I, I've gained so many social media satsang connections, but over the years, I've lost people because of this. A former guest host of Under the Blanket was named Becky, and she was posting something about Jesus and just, you know, a nice post. All of a sudden, these fundamentalist Christians were trying to convert her into the flock, and she's Jewish. They're going to try to get the Jew to convert to Christianity, and they were saying fundamentalist things. I, I was really not being mean, but I... I posted about Jesus being about oneness and the kingdom of God is within. And I thought it was beautiful. I post a picture of the mother Mary as a vagina and uh, a dildo shaped in a cross. Now, I thought that was beautiful because I th- like to connect sexuality with spirituality and tantra and, really and, mysticism. <laughs> and I like to take on the sexual repression of the hypocritic uh, Christian fundamentals. But you guess what? I lost Becky over that. And uh, she's not going to be a host on Under the Blanket ever again, and she blocked me. Well, that's an example of when we are identified with a, a thought form in our head. We can, um, especially when it's spirituality, because spirituality is kind of like one of the most sensitive, one of the most vulnerable things about everyone you know when you ask them who they are and what they're really about when you really get to the core of it often it's their spirituality so you know yes identification to to a religion is in the end of the day is ego but it's also a great stepping stone for many it gets them to a good place a a decent place they're still often stuck in lots of judgment and fear and suffering but that's their own karma and you know eventually their suffering will break their ego and They'll be willing to let go of the game of needing to be right and, and needing to save everyone and just focus on saving themselves. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you, know, but uh, you know, what I look at it oh, is Carl, like, we, no, we talk, not, yeah, sorry. It is. You know, if somebody gets reactive and bans you, okay. You know, well, I mean, I'm not, ex- I'm not surprised because you do tend to push the boundaries in extreme ways, which I think is beautiful. And I think there's purpose to it. You know, you do you. I, I don't, usually put any type of controversy because i don't like staring at you're a wimp well maybe w-i-m-p chicken just like they called marty mcfly you're a chicken well really i think we need both i think we need some to push those boundaries to make people uncomfortable and then but we also need those that can catch them you're absolutely right ryan i really i like the way you do it i don't i was just kidding around I, I love the way you do it. I kind of sometimes get ego envious of, and I always want to be kind of like you, but I've embraced my dharma on social media in my way. I just got to tone it down and be very mindful of how I do it when I do it to the right person. But you know, ultimately, 
when you pull back far enough, like it says in Be Here Now, you pull back very far. What do you see? It's a fully determined process with no accidents. So every mistake I made, which is a mistake on one level, is part of a totally package, a whole package of my incarnation. Every moment designed to awaken me to my true self. Every mistake, every wrong, nasty comment, every right comment, every stupid post about this or brilliant post about that, all intricately designed by my guru Maharaji to wake me up to this moment now, to the Ram within me. Yes, amen. That's, I mean, you really want to sum it all up. That's a beautiful way to end. We are at the end of the show. <laughs> so this has been Under the Blanket with your host, Baba Here Love. And we've been discussing social media yoga. Yeah. Now, Brian is going to take us off with some final Zen words of wisdom that will blow your mind across the room and open your heart as wide as the cosmos. Wow, that's quite a stage you set. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, the two most important things I've been focusing on lately after years of studying and practice is simply holding two questions in ourselves at all times or regularly throughout the day. One, uh, what is going on in my mind right now? What am I thinking right now? The second question is, what am I feeling emotionally? So listening to our thoughts and listening to our emotions in the present moment, checking in, not bullshitting and pretending we don't have thoughts or we're thinking spiritual, just really acknowledging what am I thinking, what's going on in my head, and also what I'm feeling. And that's a very powerful practice that will increase your presence. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Ram Ram. Ram Ram. <laughs>